Well, I have to warn you right up front today, my message may take you through a range of emotions. Uh, You might be mad, uh, then you might be sad, but if you hang on to the end and respond in the right way, you'll end up glad. I also need to let you know right up front that I'm preaching to believers today. If you're listening and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you, friend, Turn from your sin and place your faith in Christ alone. Only He can deliver you from the wrath to come. Now, on to the message for Christians today. Why did I warn you about being mad and sad and glad? Well, my subject today is simply this, sin. S-I-N, sin. Now, probably not your favorite topic uh, to hear a message on. In all truthfulness, not my favorite subject Uh, to preach on, but this is a kind of message, it's like a shot in the arm. Uh, It hurts and we don't like it, but we're we're better off because of it. And uh, we'll be in the little book of 1 John today, so uh, if you'll find the last book, Revelation, back up through uh, Jude and 3 John and 2 John, uh, you'll find yourself in the right place, uh, the first chapter of 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, I want to begin reading at verse number 5. And we'll read down through verse 10. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. You know, it seems in our world that we've become used to sin. Uh, It doesn't bother us like it should. I mean, we're surrounded by it. And not only that, beloved, sin is publicly celebrated today. People glory in their sin. Uh, They parade it around. They show it off. They invite others to join in them, uh, with them, sinning. Uh, But it's easy to talk about and point the finger at others who sin. But it's a totally different thing to look in the mirror and call ourselves a sinner. In fact, we can get offended and even mad if someone dare call us a sinner. Uh, We'll admit that we're human and we make mistakes and we're not perfect, and of course all of that is true, but to call ourselves a sinner, uh, and even more so for someone else to call us a sinner, that's something that seems to go too far for some. But here's the truth, uh, and it might make you mad, but Christian, you're a sinner. And can I just add, I'm a sinner. Now listen, we're forgiven sinners, hallelujah, but even so, we still sin. Uh, We sin every day, at least I do. Uh, We sin and don't even realize that we're sinning. It may be something that we're supposed to do and we don't do or something we're not supposed to do and we end up doing it. Uh, We don't like sinning. It robs us of our joy and the peace in our lives. It robs us of our fellowship with God. It makes us feel miserable. We want to stop But we still fail from time to time and we sin. But thankfully, this passage tells us what to do. So hang on with me. But let's explore this more fully. We don't want to be a sinner. We don't want others to know that we sin. 
Uh, so what we may do is we may lie about our sin. And we may do it in a subtle way. Um, we may do it simply by being dishonest about things or trying to cover up things or trying to appear to be something that we are not. But we lie nonetheless. Warren Wiersbe pointed out from this passage that sometimes we end up lying to others. Look back at verses 5 and 6 of 1 John 1. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say, watch this, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. After declaring here that God is light, that is, he is holy, he is pure, we see the contrast of darkness enters in in verse 6. And notice the phrase that begins verse 6. It says, if we say, if we say that we walk in the light, uh, we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. In other words, we say one thing and do another. Our talk and our walk, they do not match. And many people do this, even believers. We like to put on a show. We like to act. We paste on a smile. We carry a big Bible. Uh, we show up at the right places. We say all the right words. But in all honesty, when you peel back the layers and you take off the mask, our walk and our talk, they do not match. We end up lying to others. And sadly, lying to others can lead, secondly, to lying about ourselves or lying to ourselves, rather. First John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. We begin to deceive ourselves. We rationalize and convince ourselves that what we're doing is okay when God says otherwise. And if this goes on long enough where we're lying to others and lying to ourselves, we end up even lying to God and actually calling Him the liar. Look at verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. You know, we end up lying, saying, well, we haven't sinned, and we make him a liar because what he says does not match what we're saying. And our fellowship with God is strained. We, we can't be close to him because he is light, and if we're walking in darkness, we can't have fellowship with him. Light and darkness cannot coexist. And as Christians, we don't have to sin, but we do sin. And rather than being mad about being called a sinner, we ought to be, beloved, sad about it. We need to be reminded that our sin is very costly. It not only cost us in many ways, it also cost our Savior His life. Look at verse number 7 of this passage. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now watch the next phrase. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, it was our sin that made it necessary for Jesus to die on the cross. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us. He paid for our sin. But at times we're so casual, we're so flippant, even playful with sin. God help us. When's the last time, beloved, we became broken over our sin? I mean, our sin offends a holy God. Our sin costs Jesus His very life. Our sin is wicked. And it's evil. And it's vile. 
Brokenness, not boasting, should mark the sinner. But praise the Lord, He does not leave us in this condition. We don't have to remain sad and broken. We can be glad. Now remember, I told you to stick around to the end, and I'm glad that you did. There is a way to deal with our sin. There's a way to get forgiveness. You can move from being mad, sad, and enter into being glad. And every Christian needs to understand this. And every Christian needs to to grasp this. And every Christian needs to practice this. In order to be glad, we have to first of all confess our sin. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 is a verse that's well worth your committing to memory. You're going to need it throughout your Christian life. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, to confess means to say the same thing. It means to agree with God about what He says about something. In other words, we don't beat around the bush. We don't cover our sin. We say it clearly. God, I have sinned. I've sinned. I lied. I cheated. I stole. I lusted. I'm ungrateful. I'm choosing other things over you. I'm an idolater. We're confessing our sin. We're being specific. We're not just randomly saying, oh God, forgive me. We're being specific as our sin comes before us, as we recognize our sin. We bring it to God and drag it out into the light and say, God, I have sinned. And we confess it. And notice it says here that if we confess our sin, that He is faithful and just to forgive us from all unrighteousness. We don't cover our sin. We confess our sin. And we find forgiveness. You might want to jot this reference down. Proverbs 28.13 Proverbs 28.13 says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And beloved, not only are we forgiven, we can keep on being forgiven. We confess our sin and then we walk in the light. Verse number 7 again, but if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light. In other words, walking with God. So what does that mean? It means obeying God and serving God and loving God. If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Remember, God is light. And we walk in the light, we walk with God. And we have fellowship with God. And then it says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from sin, from all sin. Now, what about this? I mean, maybe you're thinking, I thought that when I became a Christian, all my sin was forgiven, past, present, and future. And if you're thinking that, you're right. It was. So why does verse 9 say then to a believer to confess and get forgiveness? And then in verse 7 it says that the blood of Jesus cleanses, that is present tense, keeps on cleansing us. Well, beloved, that's a valid question. And to answer it, you really need to think about God as judge and God as Father. Now, lean in for a moment. Let me explain what I mean by that. The moment that you knelt at the foot of the cross and gave your life to Jesus Christ, God as judge declared you forever forgiven and just through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been declared righteous because you've been given the righteousness of Christ. The Bible says there's now no condemnation for you. You're forgiven. You're free. You're heaven bound. And all of your sin is forgiven. 
The penalty of sin is forever taken away. You're forgiven from a legal standpoint. Your sin will not be held against you. You're now a child of God. And that's where the next part comes in. We thought about God as judge. He's declared us righteous because we have Christ. Now let's think about God as Father. When we sin now, uh, that sin is already forgiven as far as a legal standpoint. The penalty of sin. Death and hell. But now we're talking about it from a family point of view. The forgiveness that we're seeking now is the forgiveness of a loving Father. You see, beloved, our sin, it impacts our fellowship with the Father. We're not talking legal forgiveness here. We're talking family forgiveness. As Christians, when we yield to temptation, we fail, when we sin, it doesn't rob us of our salvation. That's forever settled at the foot of the cross. We're born again. But it does rob us of our fellowship with the Father. You see, when we sin, we're still in the family, but we aren't enjoying fellowship with the family. If one of my sons disobeys me, they're still my son. Now, our fellowship is not where it needs to be. In fact, it won't be until they come and they seek forgiveness. And uh, if they do something wrong and they come seeking forgiveness, of course, of course, I'm ready and willing and glad and anxious to grant it. And you see that fellowship between father and son is restored. And if that's true on a human uh, level, when, and we're so imperfect and we fail in so many ways, imagine when a child of God comes to God the Father. Well, let me use myself as an example. Let's say I tell a lie. And that lie begins to really bother me. It's the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me convicting me. And I have a choice to make. I know that I've lied. The Holy Spirit's convicted me about it. Now, that lie will not send me to hell. Jesus has already paid for it, that lie on the cross. But that lie sends me to a miserable place in my life. And I have to make a choice. Do I cover it up? Do I rationalize it away? Or do I confess it? You see, if I do anything other than confess it, then I'm not able to fully walk with my Heavenly Father. I'm walking in darkness and He is light. So what I need to do is I need to confess it. Say, Father, I've lied. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I confess it. I forsake it. And in this instance, since it involves somebody else, someone else that I've lied to, I also need to go and confess to them. And I move from a burden to a blessing, from sadness to gladness. And then God helping me, I walk in the light. I walk with God. I obey Him. I fellowship with Him. I serve Him. I love Him. My life is all about Him. And when I stumble into darkness again, when I fail, when I sin, I repeat the steps. Confession and forgiveness. And can I just be real honest with you? This is the Christian life. As far as our life at this very moment, we are not yet sinlessly perfect here. Now, in Christ we are, but not here on this earth. We sin. But there is forgiveness. I'm told a woman approached a preacher carrying a bucket full of wet sand and she said, do you know what this is? And the preacher looked and he said, yes, that is a bucket of wet sand. And the woman weeping said, sir, that's me and the multitude of the sins that constantly dirty my heart and they cannot be numbered. And the preacher asked the lady where she got that sand and she pointed to a nearby beach and told the preacher she had gotten the sand from the beach. The preacher told her to go back to the beach, and this time with a shovel. 
and take and pile up the sand as far and as high as she can and then to stand back and watch the effect of the waves upon that heap of sand that she's piled up. And the woman excitedly exclaimed, Sir, I see what you mean. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus would wash it all away and would keep washing away any new dark stains. Hallelujah, friend. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now listen, though, this is not an invitation to sin. It's not a license to sin. If you keep reading in 1 John, you come to chapter 2, look at the first two verses. Right after what we're looking at here, he says in 1 John 2, 1 and 2, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now, now some listening to me today, you need to seek forgiveness. You need to seek forgiveness. Others here, you've sought forgiveness from God and you've received it from God, but you will not forgive yourself. Can I just encourage you, dear friend? God can even use our sin for good and for His glory. Now listen, He doesn't cause it, nor does He condone it, but He can use it. I mean, it's included in that precious promise that we hold on to so tightly and really I guess it holds on to us. Romans eight twenty eight. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Irvin Reynolds, the minister of education at First Baptist Church Indian Trail, shared the following in an email devotional that I received um, this week. He wrote, as I walked across the gravel parking lot, I could hear the screen door flapping open and closed in the wind. The old country store at Bugs Island Lake was a reminder of days gone by and I was fairly surprised it was still open after all these years. I stopped earlier at the gas station to get directions to this place, and the manager at the gas station told me that he was unsure if the country store was open because the owner's wife had passed away only a few days earlier. I slowly entered looking around, and the store was dark, especially after just coming in from the sun. And as my eyes began to focus, I heard a voice from the back of the store, and Saw someone sitting there. Come on in, I'm back here. An old man quipped as he sat behind a big wooden desk. It's top stacked high with papers and all sorts of tools. Excuse me, sir, is your store open, I said. The man told me yes, but he probably shouldn't be because he felt terrible. He looked up at me as I approached his desk. I just lost my wife and I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it his voice quivering as he spoke. I told him that I was certainly sorry and that I could not begin to know how he felt. I went on to explain my visit. I'm sure you don't remember me, sir, but I came to your store over 20 years ago. I was around 14 years old and came with my next-door neighbors. The man shared how he enjoyed spending time with my neighbors when they came to their lake home on the weekends. I told him that one night while I was at his store with them, I had taken a pack of Territon cigarettes from behind his counter. At that point, I laid a $5 bill on his desk saying I was so sorry and wanted to pay for those stolen cigarettes. He tried to give the money back saying how I was just a kid back then, but I insisted on paying and asked the man if I could pray for him about the loss of his wife. He was so thankful and sat there quietly sobbing 
as I prayed for him and his family. The elderly man thanked me profusely for coming to see him and praying for him. And Irvin Reynolds finished this part by saying, I went into the store that day trying to right a wrong from many years ago, but the Lord had a divine appointment in place. God surely taught me a valuable lesson. Maybe it's a lesson you need to learn, beloved. Maybe you've let a sin that you committed maybe a long time ago. You sought forgiveness for it, but you won't forgive yourself. You won't allow the Lord to use you and to redeem that part of your life. Why not now? Which will you choose today? Will you leave this time together mad? Or will you leave sad? Or will you leave glad? The choice is yours. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, thank You for this time in Your Word. Thank You for this wonderful truth that we don't have to remain broken. We don't have to remain wallowing in sin. We can come and find forgiveness and cleansing and joy. I pray, Lord, for each one who's listening to administer Your Word to their heart and have Your will and Your way accomplished. To those who don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, I pray this will be the moment the Holy Spirit brings them into the family of God. And for those who do, may we walk in the light because you are light. We love you and we praise you and we thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.